0: The gym real estate company is open for business and we are working with gym owners across the United States. If you are a gym owner that needs assistance with either leasing or you want to pursue purchasing a building, please hit us up on Instagram at gym real estate guys, traditional brokerage firms. What you've been using in the past is underserving the fitness community. A hundred percent brokerage firms are the biggest fucking racket. They essentially forward a bunch of emails, schedule a tour of the facility, they look over the lease, but they never really give you fitness industry specific guidance, and then once they collect their commission check, they're gone. I couldn't stand that racket in 2016 when I purchased my building, which later allowed me to retire in 2021 from gym ownership. So when I was done with gym ownership and I needed something else to do, I instantly thought of creating a firm that was not a brokerage firm. That was a commercial real estate and business consulting firm specifically for the fitness industry. We help you with site selection, operational capacity, establishing your projections and financials based on the location and based on your presale, which we also help you with. Then we sit down and we help you facility layout and understand exactly how to be successful in this location with your model. It's the perfect intersection of commercial real estate experience and the fitness business industry experience that I have with over 15 years. Please, if you are doing anything in real estate, leasing or buying, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Let's just book a quick free discovery call. Shoot me a DM on Instagram, at Jim Real Estate. What is up, guys? It is Stu. and It is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. We're talking the Jim Real Estate company today. So we get asked a lot about like retail versus industrial and there's scenarios where I'll get on a discovery call with someone regarding their commercial real estate project or needs or whatever they're working on and they'll be like, yeah, we definitely need, we need industrial. And then when I dig in, I'm like, cool, so just tell me why is it based on like what you need out of facility or blah, blah, blah. And generally what it's out of is a preconceived notion that industrial is cheap retail is expensive that's the current preconceived notion and where i think at a at some kind of really gross global level right at a really high macro level probably is true but what you got to realize is industrial during this whole you know the micro gym um, evolution, right? With all the CrossFit gyms going into industrial sites and then the boutique Orange Theories of the World going in into retail sites, we have seen a shift of more people going to retail. But what has also happened, and anyone who's in like any kind of a a brewery market um, or where anyone's been rehabbing old warehouses, you're seeing these industrial sites develop retail amenities, retail features, and thus commanding almost retail like pricing. So for example, in, in you know, in that one where I told you they were looking for industrial, and I really dug to the bottom, I said, so why is it like well it's just budget stuff, man? I just I I don't want to pay retail prices. And they had no idea that the the best industrial in the market was priced maybe maybe at 90 or 92% of what retail was. So I mean, it was marginally cheaper. So it was one of those, well, okay, you don't have to be in the back of this one section of town that you don't really want to be in just for industrial, because the way a lot of development companies are developing industrial, it's now gonna trade at almost retail-based prices. And you also have to look at like what the end use is. So for those of you guys who want industrial, If you are looking at sites that are inside of industrial parks where they are flex warehouse space. So if you ever heard a term like flex space or flex warehouse, that is industrial. It essentially just means that there is some, um, assortment of office space up front, typically air conditioned and heated. And then in the back is an open warehouse for either storage, distribution, showroom, whatever it may be. So these are flex spaces like a hybrid type space. Those, when, you know, generally industrial parks, somebody builds, you know, three 100,000 square foot buildings, and then they go ahead and they carve out, you know, whatever it is, X amount of, you know, 10,000 square foot bays or suites out of those. And they carve them up in whatever configuration they choose. So when you're in those places, those owners are looking for a certain kind of tenant, they're looking for someone who, you know, generally warehouse distribution, that kind of thing, um, maybe e-com where they've got a bunch of, you know, merchandise in the back that needs fulfillment. They're looking for that kind of a tenant, right? They need some offices up front for the business shit or for seeing clients, but in the back, that's where the work gets done. You know, maybe it's a, uh, a car wrapping place, right, where it comes in and they'll wrap your car in the back of the warehouse, but up front is kind of the showroom and where they do their sales and offices and all that. So when a gym comes to them and says, "Hey, you know, my, like, you know, I'm looking to do this thing in the front of the office, uh, or like a, you know, my gym here, I want the, you know, clean office, reception, lobby in the front, warehouse in the back." That was an odd use. Like a lot of a lot of landlords back in the day had a really hard time wrapping their head around that. But now it's more common. I mean, and it's everything. I mean, you're it's not just like fitness. It's I mean, hell. I mean, you're like, there's baseball training clinics, golf clinics, like, you know, very fitness, wellness oriented uses going into these places. And thus, or in such landlords of these industrial complexes are are treating, you know, their upfit of these spaces a little bit differently because now they're like, well, I'm now not just going to be dealing with some dirty industrial use. I might actually have some actually like high end retail use. So we're seeing a lot more of really nice glass storefront, really well done interiors. But now that space is going to trade at closer to retail ish prices, especially if that landlord has done a good job cultivating other high foot traffic brands because it really when we think of retail, we're generally thinking of high foot traffic areas. And industrial park in the back of an industrial park typically doesn't have any, but there could. be you're seeing this change. There's one that I was looking at recently, uh, Arkansas, and we're looking at an area. And this, it's an industrial warehouse, and you can tell it's been there since the '80s. But whoever owns it has done a really good job, and they have all kinds of like retail-ish uses there. So it's an island of a destination, right? It's not like along a main drag. It's not in the center of the city. It's an island. It's off, like you have no reason to go there unless you're going to one of like these seven or eight tenants that are in this industrial park. So in that case, that landlord is now able to charge closer, significantly closer to retail rates. So I share all this with you, you know, and I've got a little, and I got another piece here on the retail side, but I share all this with you to don't just instantly lump, oh, I don't want to be in an industrial setting. Those are gross and nasty and dirty warehouses. Maybe, maybe, but also maybe not. The trend that I'm seeing in the marketplace is that landlords are spending a little bit more money to make these places give a little bit more dual purpose because you are right. Back in the day, if you had industrial, you were probably hoping some shitty fucking warehousing company was going to you know lease it from you. You know, and it was going to be dirty. You never had to worry about it. They didn't care if the, the interior looked good. They didn't give a shit, right? You know, industrial had its heyday of you could be a kind of a lazy landlord if you own those because those guys didn't ask for much. But then all these other uses start going to industrial small businesses because it's inexpensive and thus, but they need better build-outs. So you're just seeing this switch. Now, all that being said, it's not that in, or retail is, taking, is gonna start lowering their prices or anything like that to compete with industrial. Really what you're looking at for retail now though, if you want to be in a retail setting, is simply more or less a convenience factor. So I'll put it like this. In the suburbs where most of your clients, if you're a suburban market gym, have a mortgage and probably kids. These kids are probably in some form of grade school, high school, something like that. In the suburbs, you generally don't have the highest level of walkability or convenience factor, meaning they're suburbs, they're crowded. There's, you know, four, five, six, seven main drags in that area, you know, shopping malls and plazas and, you know, grocery stores, like big anchor grocery stores. targets and all that shit a lot of traffic but not like foot traffic this is like drive-by traffic and we all know i mean if everyone can stop like kidding themselves drive-by traffic isn't unless you have great store frontage and incredible signage it's not as valuable you know you see vpd in any of these uh listings when you guys are browsing you know vpd vehicles per day Ninety-six thousand vpd this location's awesome like Cool, that's 96,000 people driving by looking straight ahead or they're looking down on their phone on their way to kill someone soon. Um, They're not paying attention where the fuck they're going. So, it's VPD is not that big of a deal anymore. Now, if you have kind of like a corner spot or you have some great signage, yes, somebody passing your shit on repeat over and over and over and over again, that there's definitely marketing benefit there. But... With these retail spots, especially in the burbs, I'm seeing a lot of suburban market gyms actually look to the industrial complexes because A, you can't really find standalone warehouses and industrial in suburbs, not typically. Most suburbs, the way urban design works, those are all gone, okay? You have to go urban inside of the city or closer to the city in order to find the warehouses and the industrial spots. All right. But in a suburb, we are seeing because the other thing in a suburb market, your clients are used to having to the commute. They're used to some traffic. They have a higher tolerance. So you actually getting them to get off these main drags and not be in the plaza where the, everyone's favorite shopping center is is actually a good thing. Everyone's favorite shopping center is a clusterfuck. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of landlords and listing agents don't want fitness use inside of Popular shopping centers, mainly due to the bloat uh, that it has on the the parking situation, right? So I you know even though you're a group class, you're like well we have like 20 people at a time in class, yeah, but then you'll have the 20 people that are in class plus the 20 people showing up that are going into the next class. You know, more or less you're going to have probably more utilization of that parking lot than the average tenant is. Okay, you know Quiznos doesn't have 40 fucking people you know, taking up spots in their parking lot at a time. So there's that factor. But in these suburban markets, guys, look at the industrial parks, and I think what you'd find is your clients would probably travel there willingly because industrial complexes um, and business parks are kind of, you know, they're a couple off streets, right? They're not, it's not typically on a main drag. There's less traffic. It's not as much of a headache to get to. They won't have to fight for parking. And if these business district landlords or anything like what I'm seeing in the marketplace, they're doing a nicer job. Like these places like, Oh dude, this is all glass up front. You know, it looks really good. They've done a job, a good job modernizing it. And, and maybe they haven't. And you know, that sucks. Um, but I, I'm telling you that I think that's a trend we are going to see. It's something to consider, right? It is something to consider. So I don't want you to think like, Oh, I'm in the burbs. I have to go retail. Okay. You, you may not like you, you really, again, Go and check out, you know, hit me up. Let's get on a call. Let's look at some of these, you know, industrial complexes and, and business districts and see what, what's available there, what the zoning is. The only thing that sometimes can get sketchy in some municipalities is the zoning on those. Others, it's like wide open. Um, but in some, I found that, you know, we got we to gotta cross our, you know, cross the T's and dot the I's on that. Now, on the other side of the coin, you know, I don't want everyone just thinking shitty warehouses, you know, and industrial is bad. A, it could be just as expensive or marginally slightly less expensive than retail, but it could look really good as well. So just some updates, you know, I know this is, you know, I don't blame anyone who's like, oh yeah, I had those, I had those stereotypes in my head. Like, yeah, me too. This, this has only really changed in the past like 12 years. So, and I think we're gonna continue to see it changing only because just so many small businesses, even e-com is gonna go, is going brick and mortar. I know everyone thought like, oh, COVID, like every brick and mortar is going to die or whatever. It's not. Like e-com stores have to have brick and mortar for headquarters. But really good, like when you break the barrier of small business America, your e-com store might, is probably also having a brick and mortar anyway as a showroom if you do e-com. Um, so, again, landlords understand this. People who own industrial complexes understand this. And they're starting to act accordingly. So anyway, those are just some thoughts on retail versus industrial. Again, if you need any assistance, you need help leasing or buying a building, please contact me. I would love the opportunity to hear about your project, what you got going on, and then uh, let you know if I think it's a good idea for us to work together. All right, guys, until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.